0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean S.
1: And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season 3 of Van Helsing. There, okay, killing me
0: yeah right it was not what i expected it to be no and definitely had a twist in there although part way through i started to guess what it was
1: oh yeah i, I was tweeting out that real early in the episode hmm this girl sure seems a lot like axel
0: <laughs> yeah it was just like wait a second yeah. something All right, did we get any ratings news yet?
1: No, we're a little early for the ratings news. They usually don't come out for another day and a half. uh, As we're recording this on Sunday night after the episode, the Friday night ratings usually don't come out until Monday afternoon. Uh. But I do have an article, uh, some news, shall we say.
0: News!
1: Yes, from sciencefiction.com. A week can't go by without hearing a new... Boot of a classic film or show these days, and this time it's Rod Serling's Night Gallery getting a fresh coat of paint. The new anthology series is slated to be developed for sci fi, which has Jeff Davis and David Gianolari at the helm. You probably know David Gianolari from Midnight Texas and Jeff Davis from Teen Wolf. Currently, the project is set to be co produced by Universal TV and Universal Cable Prods. The pickup by the studios has resulted from what is being described as a competitive situation, though it isn't clear which studios were after the property. The new take on Night Gallery is said to update the series for the digital age. That should be interesting. Yeah. Featuring dark and twisted morality tales paired with Serling's specific brand of irony. Night Gallery will explore and exploit every modern nightmare imaginable, mining our fears of the dangers of social media. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) For those unfamiliar with Night Gallery, it was one of the earliest horror anthology series and ran from 1969 to 1973 on NBC. It was the creator's follow-up to the wildly successful The Twilight Zone, and have Sterling host the show from what looked to be an art gallery setting. In it, he would reveal a painting which would serve as an illustration of the story that viewers were about to see. Of note, the pilot episode was directed by a 21 year old Steven Spielberg in his first professional directing job and was handpicked by Sterling to handle it.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: No, I didn't either. We already know that CBS All Access is rebooting The Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele, so it will be interesting to see how these two take the classic Serling properties and reboot them for today's audiences.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yes. I indeed. still like watching Repeat oh, you know, of, of Twilight Zone. I don't think I've seen any Night Gallery repeats. Yeah,
1: we've done not recently.
0: But I used to watch them when I was little. Yes. Boy, the things I watch, like, I think of about- got it now. I'm like, that was probably inappropriate for a kid of like <laughs> seven, <laughs> eight, nine to be watching. But I also used to read all those, choose your own adventure, and I'd always get like this scary kind of semi-horror books. Right. So I kind of feel like they were along the same line. So this is cool that we're going to get this. And I'm just throwing this out here. I have no idea. I'm wondering if they decided it, to reboot it and for sci-fi to pick this up ultimately because of how successful channel zero has been right channel zero. I, I believe we've talked about it being along the same lines. Yes, we have, you know, <laughs> only instead of one episode, you get a whole season of it and how right. weird it was. So yeah, this should be really interesting. The way that it'll go kind of excited. Yeah. I wish we had like a date. Yeah, that would but, help. <laughs> Hey, we got some news. So that's right, something new coming. Something. Yep. And it's not a Sharknado. So you know. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh! All right, let's jump into episode eleven of Van Helsing. This is entitled "Been Away." In his hometown, Axel fights both his tragic past and a vicious pack of daywalkers. Sam can't find Muhammad and takes his anger out on Chad and Mike. Okay. I know we're not there yet, but I'm just going to say, Sam is just working my last nerve, okay? Oh, absolutely. Like, as far away as he goes, he keeps coming back to the same people. It's driving me right. crazy. It's like, don't you think at this point, like, these people have had enough? Right. All right. So, let's jump in. After dropping his passengers off in Denver, and blissfully <laughs> unaware of what is happening... Axel's on his own for the first time in, well, forever, since the apocalypse began. Yeah. Actually, before that, since, I mean, he was a Marine, so yeah. was he ever really alone? And uh, there's a few moments where we see him kind of, you know, tooling along in the truck, and he see people. And he actually was giving them rides, and I, I didn't know what was happening.
1: Right, yeah, you were kind of going, is he starting a delivery service or something? <laughs> a bus What's line right? or what?
0: At first, I, I got a little worried because he stopped. And the next thing we know, we see people like handing him stuff like bullets and food. I'm like, OK, so they're giving him this as barter, which I, I get. Right. But I'm really like thinking to myself, God, I hope he's not demanding that they do this. So, right.
1: Yeah, it but, didn't so- look like it. He seemed to be actually fairly content in helping people.
0: Which was weird because that's yeah. not the axle that I've seen. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and, what is going on here? I mean, it starts when you see him driving and then he's standing smoking cigarette. And you see, I thought the truck was overheating at one point, but I think it was just the the way it, it was kind of shot. Right. But what I got, I'm like, really? Again, with the slow-mo, it wasn't even a fight. It was him smoking a cigarette and flicking it. Yeah. I'm like, somebody likes that damn slow-mo <laughs> too much. Yep. Anyway. Okay, sorry. I had to get that off my chest. If you guys have been listening this whole time, you know, I don't know what it is. In the fights, it's cool, but otherwise, it's just like, why? Yeah. Okay. So he's off and going, where he drop these people off wherever. We don't have any idea. No. We never got any information, because this was all actually in silence, basically. We had some music Playing over, but we never heard him talk to any of these people, right? And next thing we know, he's at some like feed store, yeah. And apparently, this is the meetup place with Scarlet that they've agreed upon, which turns out to be his hometown. I was not expecting that at all.
1: No, not me either. I I was thinking back. Did I did I miss something when they were talking that they would meet up at in his hometown? I
0: maybe I did. I don't remember them saying anything. No, And, like, the last thing he said was, meet me where we discussed.
1: Right. So that had to happen off screen. Then- yeah.
0: So uh, we'll see if she shows up ever.
1: But Yeah, he's going to have to go find her.
0: Right. He ends up letting himself into the feed store since it's locked. And there's a generator, and he's kind of tooling around in there. Picks up the generator. You see him, like, washing his clothes. And he's kind of looking around in there, and he's moving papers and sees pictures, and he's like, oh, my gosh, especially the one which I'm assuming was him as a kid. Right. Which I feel should have been way more faded. Yeah. But then move some papers, and you see a picture of a missing girl, a local. Yes. And I'm only going to assume at this point that it was his sister. Right because I didn't catch the name right away. I seen Polly. Right. And I was like, Oh gosh, I'm thinking because I didn't know, like later we figure this out, but right away I'm thinking, is this actually when the vampire started rising? Right. It's like, I kind of assumed he was going to move papers. and We were going to see more missing kids. Yeah. Now that isn't what happened. No, but I, I was like, "Huh," you know, and this is what I started thinking. And that's what my subconscious was thinking. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: Yes, our uh, pod dogs are definitely in a mood this evening on both ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was not good. But he turns on the lights outside. And again, I'm thinking, are you crazy?
1: Yeah, drawing attention to yourself.
0: Right. Might as well just put up a flashlight and throw up some fireworks while you're at it. Yeah. Spotlight, sorry. And then he says, come on, baby, you can't miss that. Nobody can miss it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the vamps are coming for you. The, yeah. This is why I'm like, how can you sleep? There's day walkers. There's night walkers. You're just screwed. Yeah. But off he goes as he spray paints on the side of the building. Gone for food. Axel. Great. Hope nobody else shows up. But, you know, I am really cynical, obviously. Yeah. Just so he's little. walking. <laughs> He wanders off and then he kind of sidetracks and he ends up at a, a little park and that's when he gets his flashback and we see a young kid responsible for his sister and he stops her from leaving out of the gated area and he closed the gate, gives her a ball and he walks off with some baseballs. Yeah. And he comes back and she isn't there and then we we kind of come back to the present when he's looking at a park bench and moves away the overgrowth, and it's a plaque dedicated to his sister, Polly. Yeah. And it's like, oh.
1: Yeah. Talk about ripping your heart out. You actually get to see what makes Axel so protective of Vanessa. Is He doesn't want to have the same mistake made again.
0: That was so sad.
1: Yes, it was. To keep his, kind of shut his sister out, and then come back, no telling how long he was out there throwing the ball around, mm-hmm. and she's gone, but the ball is still there, and you go, "Uh oh, this isn't good
0: no i I was like, "Oh my gosh, and yeah, I just kept thinking it was a vamp way back then, right. and that's how somehow he's connected and have always been fighting them, but that turns out to not be the case. no, so much even worse, worse. <laughs> so anyway. He ends up wandering into what seems to be the main area of the town, and he sees some daywalkers. So, you know, he's kind of hiding out, and then he hears a siren. And I'm like, why is there an aerate siren? What the heck?
1: Right. It threw me off, too. It was like, are we back in Denver
0: or something? Right. I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's like a whole bunch of survivors here, and, you know, that's how they're letting people know that there's these daywalkers out there. Right. Eh, not so much. No. So the Daywalkers come out, and all of a sudden, these people burst out of a store. I thought it was a little house at first. Right. And the vampires pretty much have them surrounded. So Axel comes in to help them out for the assist. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and one of the women falls to the vampires. He's shooting some, the other people are shooting, and you see this old man fall as he's carrying like a bottle of liquor. Right. And of course, I'm thinking the worst, right? Like this guy screwed it all up because he's like a drunk and. Right. And he gets yelled out by one of the women. Yeah. She
1: basically blames him for it. And it's like, whoa, hold on here.
0: (laughs) Right. But as we see what happens, I was like, okay, not what I expected at all. So Axel sits down with this old man after they decide Axel can stay, at least for dinner. Right. And he's talking to him, and it turns out this man's name is Lorne. And he was an old boss of his. And he's like, oh, my God, you're from around here. Wait. And when Axel says his name, he's like, I remembered. He's talking about all this stuff from way back when he was on the Little little League team. Right. He's like, yeah, I used to run the feed store. And he's like, yeah, you know how can I forget? And then, immediately, he does not remember anything. So, the guy has, like, severe
1: Alzheimer's. Or dementia, one of the two. Yeah. And it's just like,
0: oh. And this is like when she yelled at him. She's like, I went over the plan a bunch of times. And I'm like, all right. So, if he's got this memory issue, then he's not going to remember no matter what.
1: Yeah. You can't so then tell felt him that. A, a hundred times and... A hundred times he's gonna forget right,
0: I just and, felt so bad
1: yeah and and this was what touched me is my dad right now is is dealing with dementia, and he doesn't know who any of the family is, uh-huh. and so yeah it it's tough to watch this <laughs> play out on t v with somebody that you could tell that he had cared about, mm-hmm. he looked up to Lauren, of course, first job and 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 the Lawrence seemed to really think highly of Axel so you you kind of get that they had a pretty good relationship at one time and and yet to seem be in this shape it just kind of was another one of those stakes in Axel's heart
0: yeah cuz it was rough just watching it because yeah i i also had my great grandfather same thing and that's why you're know, watching things like this. It just it hurts. Yeah. And that's why when I watch Coco, I ugly cried. But that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But let's get back to this. We have another woman who did survive, Kelly, who seems to just be like, all right, I will do what I have to do. She seemed to be taking care of Lauren and almost seemed like, and I know this is going to sound bad, but kind of like one of those, I will just hide behind whoever's willing to take care of me people. Right. And we have this other woman who, I don't think we got her name at all. No. Not early.
1: No. I, well, they. <laughs> I saw somewhere where somebody said it was Carter, but I don't remember hearing Carter. But
0: Well, she seems to be the one in charge. Yeah. And she just doesn't want to talk to anybody. And No. Axel's trying to get information, and Kelly's like, well, if you have a question, go ask her. But, I'm like, why is she so standoffish? Right. So Axel does offer the woman in charge pretty good deal. Right. Hey, I will help you with these daywalkers, I'll help you get your stuff from the store. Just need to get some supplies from you and I'll be off. And she's like, What, you don't wanna stay here and hang out with us and take what you need and just ride out the apocalypse with somebody? Like Kelly's a pretty good good looking woman. And he just looks at her like, the hell are you talking about? Right. Because that just seemed really weird to somebody who helped you out and is offering to help you more. I don't know. It just seemed like a really strange thing for her to say to me.
1: Right. Yeah. Because there were two other guys besides Lauren in their little group, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next morning when Axel comes back, because apparently he was out scouting. Kelly's sitting there, and again, thought it was kind of weird because she's, like, kind of fluffing her boobs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she was definitely, she had, from the minute she saw Axel, she was interested. And you could tell she was bringing the flirt.
0: Yeah. And then she's like, hey, while you're out there, you know, uh, why don't you get some protection? And he's like, what? <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for him to say something like, I have bullets. You know? <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah, thanks. I I got a gal. And when she's like, has it been more than six weeks? What? Yeah. Is that the time frame in the apocalypse? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Apparently for this woman.
0: Yeah. because she tells her little story. Yeah, I had a guy, too. He went for Firewood six weeks ago. So I think it's fair to say he's not going to make it back. Right. Wow. <laughs> no. All right, lady. Although Firewood, you would think there was trees all over the place. You didn't have to go far, but right. And I love it because Axel does tell them like, listen, these guys are different. They're smart. They plan, And the other woman does realize that.
1: Right. Which in- was definitely another sign that, Hmm, this girl seems to have a pretty good head on her shoulder, even though she's not very social. Yeah. Sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then you have Kelly, who's just like, oh, fine, you don't want to have sex with me. And she leaves, you know, she's mad. And he's just like, I don't know what the hell is going on in here. Right. <laughs> just
1: this love. just seemed
0: really weird to me, too. Yeah. So, OK, Kelly. So when they're off and, and running, basically, it's like, listen, we're not using the siren. We're not following your plan. These people, they're not like the mindless ferals.
1: Right. They're go- They've different. figured your plan out, and so we're gonna change the plan this time,
0: and she was pissed about it,
1: yeah, she was Our not girl happy girl. about it, right, but she didn't pitch too big of a fit to say, "No, we're doing it my way." She finally right. said, "Okay, we'll do it your way, and it go- starts going swimmingly well,
0: yeah, it does, except there was what what two more day walkers. That they didn't come back around like they were supposed to. Because they managed to knock out four of them.
1: Right. Wait, four or six? Yeah, with a big-ass drill.
0: Yeah, and a chainsaw. Yeah. So I'm guessing what they've shown us in regards to the Daywalkers, if you destroy the heart, then you have destroyed them. Right. It's like, okay, so ripping the one's heart out, I guess, really did destroy him. But they couldn't figure out where the other two are. Now, suddenly, there's a vamp like coming up on one of their people. And out comes Lorne in his like fit of dementia. Right. Running and just shooting like crazy. And you know, they're trying to scream at him to not do it. And Kelly's running after him. And Kelly's the one that gets taken out. Yeah. And Lorne is still running crazy
1: and Yeah, runs back to the shop or house and opens
0: a cellar. Like the root cellar, yeah. And he's like, inside! And it's all dark, and the other woman just staring at it.
1: Yeah, she just freezes, and you go,
0: what's going on here? Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, PTSD. That's exactly Exactly. what I was thinking.
1: Exactly. And if he's from that town, and she's got some fear of that cellar, that's another big clue that that really could be Axel's sister.
0: I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And when we go back to the base, I think that's when, you know, everyone was pissed at Lauren and he's like, they were ferals. It's like, no, No, they're not ferals, Lauren. And this is when we find out more information, finally. And it is actually revealed that this surly woman is, in fact, Polly. Yeah. And we find out that Lauren had taken her that day. She trusted him. And she's spilling all this because one of Lauren's bullets grazed her side and she's bleeding out. Yeah. So she just spills everything. I forgave him a long time ago. I don't like the dark spaces because he kept me in the basement for so long until I got bigger and I stopped like fighting. And I was like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. She left the hate in the cellar.
0: As she's explaining it all, I was just like, oh, God that sick bastard like yes, seriously absolutely and you go and what uh, is going to
1: happen here is not going to be good
0: right and, and she basically to- begs axel not to hurt him exactly and and i don't think i'd be able to do that no like personally it's like uh no but i'm really wondering when the hell she actually got out or was it never
1: yeah, I don't think she ever got out until oh,
0: the God. vampire apocalypse, and she's been taking care of him. Oh, my God. That's even worse. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, like, really painful, because I was wondering about that. I right. really was. Oh, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And, you know, she, of course, is trying to tell Axel, don't, don't hold on to this, because it'll consume you. Right. And he's, of course, agreeing with her, because she's going to die.
1: Yeah. She does die in his arms.
0: Yeah. And the next thing we know, we see him kind of crying and angry. And I think he threw up even in a stairwell. Yeah. And he goes to find Lorne, who's wandered off outside. Yeah. He's mad. But the other two guys, the last two guys that are alive, they don't question anything when he's like, where's Lorne? He's like, oh, we'll find him. Well, he's going to be found. All right. Yeah. And, oh, God, this was so painful to watch, too.
1: Yes, it was. Because you really thought Axel was just going to beat him bloody. Yeah. And he holds back and is about to walk away. It was so close. And until Warren happens to open his mouth and calls for Polly to help him.
0: And the fact that he actually said Polly's name. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And then Axel unloads his gun. Yes. And I'm really surprised they didn't kind of go back to it to see the other two guys, like, just so we know their reaction. Right. Or for him to say, that was my sister. He did horrible things to her something. Right. So I wonder if we're going to get that at all, or if it's just going to be like, he left. He does bury his sister. Right. And... Oh, so, so painful because all this time he thought she was probably dead. Right. And then to find her right at the end again.
1: Right. Less than a few hours of time with. And it's just like, oh, oh, no. How could you do this to him? Like, Yeah.
0: I'm going to rip open a wound and dump salt in it. Oh, you thought this was healed. Right. No, no. Oh. It really, really messed with your, your head and your heart. Yes. With just that group.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Not so much with Sam. I
1: uh, know, but he's still definitely... Uh...
0: <laughs> it was interesting, though, with Sam. Yeah. So he's off and running, still looking for Muhammad. And he's back with the finding the Johnson's camp, where, of course, Muhammad is not there. So I understand why he went back there, because he locked Muhammad in there. Right. Thinking, oh... Oh, he's going to be just locked in here all nice and neat for me. Yeah. And then he gets so ticked off because he's gone and he's like sniffing around. And I was like, okay, wait, now you can find him just smelling? What are you doing? Right. Yes.
1: I'm sure his sense of smell has got a whole lot better. Yeah. He can smell humans for quite a ways away.
0: Ah. and what do we get though? He ends up coming upon the family. Why the hell hasn't this family, like, really taken off? You know, to get out of as far away from here as possible. Right. Especially knowing that Sam's
1: still around.
0: Right. So, one of the guys, and I don't remember which one it was, is standing there with the little girl. And he tells her, go back to the family. Tell them the Grendel's back. Run. Yeah. And he stands there, and I'm assuming it was to try to keep Sam occupied. But Sam didn't look like he was interested in Little Girl at all. No, not at all. Until, you know, he he tells him, if you shoot me again, I will go find her and kill her in front of you. Right. At that point, maybe you take your chance. Try shooting him in the head. Yeah. But anyway, that just, it's like a body shot isn't working. No. Try something else. Yeah. Ah. Nobody watches scary movies. Nobody's seen a zombie movie before. I don't know. But it turns really weird.
1: Yes, it does.
0: With this back and forth, like Sam suddenly talking about love and faith and forgiveness as his poor victim. It's like, no, that's what I have. That's what I have to hold on to. That's what has made me get through this. And he starts praying a version of our father. Right. And that's what Sam is really going on. He's like, no, love is torture. That's the worst thing you can put, you know, bestow onto a person. And of course, we get, no, that's the only thing that matters in this world, really. You're, you're probably dying. Do you think you that love is going to save the rest of the family? I'm thinking no, but if it keeps Sam occupied enough where they can get away, okay. Right. But oh my God. Because and of Sam is the like
1: Oracle is standing oh, there just
0: laughing away.
1: Egging Sam on. Yeah. She's just enjoying this to no end. Oh, that woman. Yeah.
0: And I was I'm just watching this and I'm like cringing because he's like sinking his hand into the guy's chest to crush his heart. Right. And I'm like, oh my god, that hurts. And apparently Sam's viewpoint is proved correct because we see the husband walk up and drop his gun. Again, all right, Sam is occupied. Sam knows you're there. Right. But he's in the middle of, unfortunately, killing your husband. Take the shot at his head. Right. Just do it.
1: Got to do something to try to stop him.
0: But instead, you crumble and you are completely struck, which I understand. Right. But try something. Yes. But, of course, this is... This is doing absolutely nothing, because the whole point is Sam needs to remove the one he loves, which is Muhammad.
1: Right. From
0: episodes ago. (laughs) Right. And the oracle's like, hmm, can you do it, or is this your downfall? And taunting him some more with, oh, she's with, or Vanessa's with Muhammad. Yeah. And they're going to the crypt to raise the dark one. Well, now we know where everybody's going to go and meet up. That's right. Man, this oracle... I don't know what her game is. I mean, is she really playing the long game, moving these pieces around? Oh, Since absolutely. she's been in their lives for a long time?
1: I think so. I think she's definitely playing the long game to get the Dark One resurrected. She can't do it, so she's got to have somebody else that is capable of doing it. Why? And I don't Put know how they think. how. She, now, I can see how she would think a Van Helsing could do it. Uh-huh. But Sam?
0: Yeah, I don't get why Sam and then having him kill Muhammad is going to be a thing, right? Unless I guess
1: that we can wait is the last episode, <laughs> right? then who knows? Maybe that's she's planning on using Sam as the the new arc for the Dark One,
0: hmm. and as soon
1: as he is can get Muhammad out of his system, there won't be any love in his body anymore. And it can be completely dark. So maybe that's it. Is Yeah, the dark one has been in a crypt for so long, it's going to need a new body.
0: Oh, see, I didn't think about that. Maybe. Hmm.
1: Maybe not. Yeah, we'll see.
0: (laughs) Interesting thought. Well, what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at scifitalk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think about it while you're at it. If you check out all of our other places you can contact us on. On uh, Facebook and Twitter and Vero and Tumblr. Oh, yeah, we got rid of Google Plus. That's right. Because <laughs> they had all sorts of bad things. But you can also check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com, and you can go to the contacts page there. We have both of our emails up there and the general email, so you can send us something. Let us know what you think. And what is happening? What do you think is going to happen in regards to Sam, Muhammad, Vanessa, the Oracle? Axel, Scarlet, and finally, The Dark One. Hmm. Questions, questions, questions. Yes. But for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangolas. And I'm Steve.
1: In the end, no one's ever really who you think they are. And until next time.